0: If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. For all of the resources mentioned in this episode, check out our show notes at RebelGuruRadio.com forward slash episode 12. This episode is a clip from one of our free events that took place in San Francisco in March of 2016. Eric covered a wide variety of topics, including meditation, self-reflection, and how to reach the third state of consciousness where you are able to change reality. Enjoy.
1: Karate and martial arts has repetition muscle memory. This is why they're like, huh, huh, and you're like, huh, how many times are I going to do huh? Well, the person comes through and they're like, ah, it's a mugger. They go, huh, their muscle did it before they even thought about it. And they they bonged them in the head or they, they did what it was made to do, okay? This is muscle memory, so you almost don't even have time to think about it. The muscle doesn't need you to say, this is what I want to do or this is what I... There's no need for contemplation. You've trained all the muscles to do what they need to do. But here's the bitch about it. So have you trained your muscles on all the negative stuff? So... It's 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 in there. Muscle memory is liquid, it's cellular structure, it holds data, information, extraction, you know, contract. I mean, it's it's all the makings for it are there. When you meditate, it's about peeling and releasing, peeling and releasing, peeling and releasing. Um, you know, I just did a, a class in Saroon. It was very, very, very deep. And some of the people who did it just a few weeks ago, uh, somebody came to me and says, you know, I still feel like I'm in that fog. And I was like, it'll pass. The reason is we we went so deep shutting down all the muscles that your your brain the neural system begins to shut down stuff too and I always say it's the weak gray matter you want it you want to scrape it off it's like it's not good uh, fiber neural system anymore but it's it's like hanging in there and this is what gives people what I consider uh, dementia in time or it contributes to a number of things and so. When you shut it down and there's no neural firing in, in the corvette, it, it's almost like the body knows it can waste it. Like, all right, let's move it out. For decades, for the longest time, they thought the brain couldn't rebuild itself. That's the only part that doesn't grow in it. We know as a fact it does now. Okay? So by dumping all of this, the closest thing you can do is to just release all these muscles and I keep pushing people to go into their brain and you just, you're just peeling layers and layers you're just sitting there. You're just, I always joke because I will drool when I do it. I mean, I'm just, I'm so checked out, I'm just like, you know, and, it's kind of, you know, and I'm just like, but inside, I'm like, you're so free, it's so liberating. And in your head, your brain, you, you begin to feel it and you begin to like just say, oh, "We'll shut it down, shut, shut it up, all the power, and it's like a computer. Whenever you, you get a computer and you're like, it's, it's pretty classic, but it starts to act up, whatever, what do you do? You shut the damn power down, okay? You reboot it and you hope that the, 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 the programming will refresh itself and throw out whatever's useless that somehow is junking things up. 50-50, it's crapshoot whether it works or not. But if you get a virus, I remember the old day, you get a virus on your computer, you'd remove it, and it would whittle its way into the memory chip. from the, in there So if you shut the power off and you turn it back on again, it never drained the power from the memory, so it weeds itself back in. It's like you never went deep enough. You shut the power off and you gotta wait for the, 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 the uh, electricity, the energy in the memory to also drain. Okay, when that's dumped, there's nowhere for the fish to swim anymore in the energy. So it dies, and that's what you want die, okay? And then you turn it back on, and all the remaining neural system that kind of knows its job is able to go up, and you've removed the obstructions, you've flushed them out. So, nobody hardly ever does that. The only people who are doing that are deep meditators, okay? And they're the ones who are just like, we don't care about your bullshit. We don't care about your car pay, we don't don't need none of it, okay? They're detached, hence detachment. This is where the spiritual word comes from, detachment. So you can do this too and have your cake, okay? It's just a matter of, of choice. And whether you're going to sit down and do it, we want convenience. We don't want to do that. Even meditation's freaking work. Everybody knows that here, okay? But when you do it, you're like, why don't I do this more often? Why? Why? I love this. This feels so good. And then you slip into life and you forget. So I haven't forgot what the hell we're talking about anymore. So it's it's yeah. so when you shut down the brain, I say to people, look, there's going to be three days to two weeks, depending how much you shut down, where you're going to feel almost like lethargic in your head. It's kind of like this, uh, you know? And you're a little scared like, boy, I better get my wits back here. You know, this is like being drunk without drunk. It's like there's not even no fun in it, you know? So, but what happens is, is you're you're building new neurons to fill that place, and when the new ones come in, they come in with a lot of like sensitive fiber, okay? And all of a sudden, you, you, this, this spark comes back and your sense of smell seems a little sharper. Your sense of hearing it's like your thoughts are processing better because you've, you've told your body, dump the old shit. It's worn out, rebuild it. And you're directly dealing with it by mentally going in there and, and kind of making yourself fire it up. I mean, when's the last time that you guys ever thought about your, your brain? Hey, you want me to mess with you? I'll mess with you. You, know, you want me to mess with you, I know you do. But think about this, okay? Imagine you are your brain. Everybody here knows what a brain looks like now. We all have got internet, TV, yada, yada. So you're really this globular, green, black, slimy thing. It looks like a slug. That's more you than this entire body. This body may as well be the shell to a snail. You understand? You are this alien in here with little pulleys and brake pedals, and it's got these two windows. It's looking out, you know, and it's doing it, and it's like, okay, let's walk, and you've been doing it so long that you're convinced this this whole thing is you, okay? But really, it's wired into this little brain body, and it's like, okay, when the hand gets hit, we're going to zap you on your little hand, and you're like, damn, that sucks. Don't move that big hand over there, okay? So really, you're you're sitting in there, and this is a big mechanism to explore, smell, taste, because you need it to do that. Like You need a radio to get radio signals, you need a cell phone to get cell phone, you need a TV to get TV, otherwise it don't exist for you. There's no way for you to capture that data. So to capture the data of this dimension, you need the machinery designed to pull the information and exchange it. when you get down to it, you're in here. Everything else is designed to be this ATV through life. And because you believe it's you, you now are, are kind of allowing or manifesting stuff that, that you should just dump out. You have the power to, to control a lot of what its experiences are. But because you think it's you, you don't have a way of getting out and kind of buffing out the problems. So when one begins to think about just you sitting in this, this skull there's something that begins to happen. The more you think about it, the more it becomes real. The more it becomes real, the more that you begin to separate your body. The first intelligence in the universe to attain a soul, did it, how did it come about? Through self-reflection. It looked at whatever its hand was, it opened and closed, it looked at the other one, it opened and closed, and it says, is this all the hell I am? And it started to ask, what is this made out of? What, what? Pinch it, feel it, cut it, ow, but is it really me? It, it, it looked at expansion and retraction like little rubber bands pulling and releasing, making the whole sticks inside that have clay around it to make the flesh, okay? It's, it started to say, well, this is a mechanism that I'm, I'm relating to, but it's not necessarily me. And the moment it started to do that, it's called self-reflection. Another you know, the spiritual world. So you're really searching for the identity by which is the source from what you are in. When people talk about God, another word for God is the source. And I say that that everything is macro-micro. It's true to say that we're created in God's image. There's a the truth in that, but he ain't a, a man and he, you know, you don't fart, you don't have to do his hair or shit, none of that crap. Okay? It's not even like not even like human, but the point is. It's the source, so we're always looking for the source. You wanna find the source, go to your source, identify it. If you can identify your source, you can go from that source and identify the bigger source because they're one and the same. It's like a string of pearls, okay? Um, So you, by reflecting on your body, if you think about your legs, your butt sitting in the chair, the weight, stuff that we just take for granted, the clothing that you're wearing, the hair from your head, the weight of it as it, as it sags down, which I don't have, but your, your chin, the flesh, you begin to think, this is a form of meditation. This is a whole school of thinking on this, okay? And the more that you think about it, each time you begin to think about it, you realize, well, this isn't really me, okay? But, but people say, well, this is me, and I'll say, okay, this is you? And they're like, yeah, okay. So let's pretend we just cut your arm off. I pick it up, I drop it on the table. You don't feel nothing, it's just, yeah, it's fine, just ignore it, okay? Is it your arm still? not really anymore. What happened to change that relationship? You removed it from the source. So sources by proximity is how we envision. So in a sense, in your mind, you got to take all these parts out and put it on the table because anything you imagine, the brain doesn't distinguish between reality and imagination so much. You know, but it will work with you. That's awesome. Exploit it. So you gotta take your leg, put it on the table, the other leg, take that thigh and go damn jiggly thigh too. Boom, put it down, okay? So you, you start dismantling, this is a form of meditation. You're thinking about all your parts and you're identifying and saying this isn't really me. It's important and I, I need this to function. If you went to Mars and you didn't have your spacesuit, you're in a lot of trouble, yes? Are you going to take care of that spacesuit? Are you going to take it off like, like certain people I know and kick their shoes across the room and throw their clothes everywhere and let the dog sit and lay in it and dig a hole and spin and lay down in it and they're all like, oh, this is fine. You know, That's why there's holes in it now. okay? So you're going to take care of it. Well, we know we better take care of our bodies to a certain degree. Some of us know better than others, but we all try our level. But at the end of the day, by dismantling mentally all of these parts, click your, 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 your cheekbone off, take your, your nose off, pop your eyeballs out, put it on the table, because as soon as you put there versus here, your brain all of a sudden starts to keep pulling itself in, searching where to tuck itself into. You following me? So you're, you're doing all this mentally, Till eventually there's nothing left. You take the whole skull off like it's a helmet, and then you get this globular thing, and you're like, oh boy, if I touch that, I wonder if there's gonna be some some, some little like, <coughs> like a, a film going off, and you're like, ah. So you want to do all these things, and you come to the brain, and you're gonna go to the brain, you got the little little stem back here from the, um, the neocortex, neocortex, and you you remove this, and you're like, Okay, and then you're gonna to go to the brain. You kind of just try to wiggle it a little bit so it unlatches just right, click, click, and you take it apart, and then there's this inner layer in there. And you know, in there, you're like, you know, there's like some part of you going, oh my God, it's coming for me, and it's you coming for you, okay? So, but it's, it's perspective, and your body will begin to react. You'll start to feel cold sweats or tinglies, You'll feel sweaty, but you're not sweaty. Your body is, is saying, what the hell is going on, okay? But you're really saying, I want to get to who I am. I want to get to the source. And so you're, you're constantly trying to feel for, where am I? Well, I know I'm in this vicinity. But really, let's, let's get down to the core of it. So you're removing like, Now you get down to this next layer, and you like crack it open. There's the pineal gland. You're like, OK, I'm, you know, boom. And you're like, oh, whoa, I just felt myself. That's where I must be in the part I just tossed. Okay, But no, you're, you're still going in there. And you go more and more layers until eventually you get down to, you know, this little squiggly part. It's kind of disgusting in a way. And you you go, well, and you chuck it. There is a presence still there. And it's a consciousness. And none of every none of nothing what you had was you. The only thing is you're like, well, I can't really smell anything. I can't hear anything anymore. I can't see anything anymore. I can't taste anything anymore. But I exist, therefore I am. I am what I am. I either choose to drift like a, a silk from a spider releasing its thread through the sunlight across a field and I let the universe take me wherever I want, it wants. Or I can begin putting the parts back down. Hopefully I remember how I put it back together. That's how I got in this situation. and. <laughs> You put it back together and you, you, you relate to yourself, your imagination, okay, well, my sense of smell slowly coming back, my sense of awareness, my sense of touch is coming back. And you're really telling your body, look, I don't want to harm you, I love you, I need you, I depend on you, you're the most important thing to me, trust me, okay, it's more important than your own child. You know that you must have life, okay? This is preservation, the will of the universe. So once you've done that, now you're, you are able to attain higher states of consciousness by de facto. De facto meaning you have a relationship that you can comprehend and understand. That when you say, I'm meditating, I want to let go of all this, the body says, oh, okay. It's like taking this off and putting it to the side. It's okay. And when you want it, you put it back on so you can deal with the the rest of the world. If you can have that escape, then it's like saying you can take this off, wring out all the, the negative stuff or isolate it. It's a part. If it's a part, it can be fixed. But if you look at it not as a part, that's where the brain gets complicated because it says it can't fix it. This is the way it should be, or you're harming yourself, or you're doing these things. It doesn't know necessarily right from wrong. Am I just babbling now, or or what? So spiritually, this is the 0 to 100 knowledge. I mean, they spent 30 years trying to understand that, okay? We did it in 30 minutes, Mabel. You know me, probably two hours. But... (laughs) When you're, when you're meditating, it's, it's, one would call it surrendering, but surrendering is about letting go of what you identify that you are. Think about it, when you think about your body in this way, imagine how you're in an argument with somebody. Well, you step back and you, you think about, well, who's arguing with you? My body is, my body's hyperventilating, it's getting me all upset, I'm tensing up, I'm twitching, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stab him, uh, you know? And, but there's another part, what I taught you is the second person. And all of a sudden, you're observing yourself, and it's almost comical, okay? Another scenario I always give to students in in early teachings is, you know, look, bullshit's bullshit, okay? But you have to really be the adult in your own consciousness, okay? This is where you start to advance real quickly. You have an argument with whoever. I can't believe you said that, okay? and you are accelerating because they're not backing down. You're not gonna back down. Hell no, I'm not backing down, okay? So you're like bump, 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 okay? Well, before you did bump, 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 storming around, you said, I'm gonna stomp around. Don't tell me you didn't. You're arguing, you're thinking, how can I get my point across better? And you're like, huh, this is, this is posture. It's like what gorillas do, Buh. okay? It's no different. But we're thinking about it before you realize you thought about it. If you can catch yourself. I'm going to stomp around. That'll really show them how serious I am. So, well, you can do whatever you want, George. Fine, George. Slam the thing. And I'm thinking, I just spotted this. This is even better. Yeah, well, whatever, George. Not even good. Whatever, George. Okay? It's to, to posture. It's to, to make sound and a drama. This is, ah! This is animalistic. But if you catch yourself, like you're catching your, your chest center... You can see that your brain is making decisions, the same part that's shouting out everything, and you're like, I told it to shut the hell up. It's actually doing the posturing, and you can watch it do that. I sit there and I'm always, I'm like, give me some popcorn, this is awesome, you know? Oh my God, oh I I didn't, okay? (laughs) So so this is watching in the second state of your, your awareness. And you will look at a door and you're like, I'm going to slam that door by the time we're done. I'm just going to keep working. And I'm working my way, but I'm acting like I'm doing other shit. Like I'm ignoring you, but I'm not ignoring you. I'm ignoring you to tell you I don't care about you. That's going to upset you even more because I'm not confronting you, you know? And you eventually can get to that door. and You're going to slam that door. It was premeditated. How is that original? How is that truth? How is that? Like, you get what I'm saying? What is the point of it? If it was 100% natural, well, okay, fine. That was a spectacular performance, okay? But when you really learn to look at yourself from the second person and see yourself going through this, there's a part of you that goes, stop. That's not who I want to be. That's not who I am. And I don't want to be part of this action, Now, I like to say I always go by those rules, but, you know, I have to be human so I can be down here with you guys, so I have to do it. That's my excuse. (laughs) Anyway, so just because you're aware of it doesn't help, but there's always that that check-in moment. You know, this is why I always say if you get something spiritual or something in your house, it's hopefully you spot that, and that tells you, Hey silly, remember Peppa sitting there slamming that thing? Didn't you just rip him off and do the same thing? You know, you 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 start to look at yourself like an adult with an adult or a sensible self. That self is not attached to the chemistry and, and neurons and the body and, and the pumping of all these chemicals. So you have to burn it off. You have to get angry, and that's what you're really doing. Your body. As these chemicals that are like for fear, for uh, adrenaline, and if you don't burn it off, you, 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 you like start to go nutty. So it's like you gotta, you gotta run. If you know where to run, you're in a house, you're gonna hit the wall. So you gotta start slamming things. It's exercising the body to burn that chemical off. You're a machine. That's the reality of it. It's, it's really scary in a way. So by having that second person, if you allow that person to be more and more controlled, this is where the person's always like calm and zen. That's why I got Rashab, because I go, and he goes with his head. Okay? And I'm just like, ah, yeah, I deserve that, don't I? Right? All right. So, I need calm people around me. So, when you self-analyze self-awareness, just by thinking about it, it doesn't mean you have to always do it, but just thinking about it from time to time disassembles all the parts that you didn't like about yourself. It gives you a way to see yourself. And the second you realize you can see yourself in the second person observing yourself, there's still yet a third place. There's the part of you that's observing you observing yourself. So I always think of it as like I'm this little cherub with wings. My butt's kind of sitting there and I'm all smiling. I got my little wings flapping, you know, and I'm like looking at myself, this, this glorious me, you know, looking going, ha, 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 you're so pathetic, you know, and I see me going through all this biological like, rah, rah, rah. But there's always three stages, and the idea is if you can be in the third stage, that's the best one to be in. No, we're not really cherubs, but anyway, the the point is is that if you can get to the third stage, that's impressive. But don't worry about the third. The second's plenty good start, okay? And if that's all you achieve in your life, that's a hell of an achievement because I would say most of the people in this entire building, other than in this room, never think of themselves as a second person or have self-observations, not even occur to them as an idea. They are machines. They function, they do, and we too are machines, and we too go into the machine, and we too fall asleep, and we too automate our lives. It's only when something happens that's unique or different that we have to stop, and our mental faculties have to focus and self-awareness to learn whatever's going on that's unusual. A car accident or something happening, we, you'll find that your senses start to peak. But other than that, the mundaneness of life, we just automate through. I would say 90% of your life, you're not even living because you're not, again, here's another spiritual world, in the now. Are you in the now? Are you aware you're sitting in the chair? Are you aware you're in this room? So you're going to say, yeah. Reflect on that for a moment. Take peace in that. Take peace in the fact, here I am. I'm, I'm in, in this room. I'm with Eric. I'm with these other people. We're, we're all here. This is a unique opportunity. This is a unique thing. It's a gathering. But this is awareness or in the now. It's what are you doing in this very moment how are you breathing? How do you feel? What are you looking at? What are your thoughts? Are you feeling like you're getting something out of it? Are you elated? Are you depressed? Are you like, is he ever going to shut up? Okay? So, but that's, that's thinking in the now. Most of the time, people are just doing. You're, you're driving your car, you're thinking about whether you should stop and pick up something you know, at the store. You're, you're, you're driving, you don't even remember where, where you drove in between the two places. You just got there, and the whole time you're in your head rehearsing whatever. Me, I'm usually yelling people in there, so I, when I actually yell at them, I actually got it down, you know? But, uh you know, I'm joking. Everybody does this, okay? So it's, it's can you catch yourself doing that? Can you say to yourself, oh, my God, you know, I look at what I'm doing to myself. That's being in the now that you can be aware of yourself in the second person. Because you're saying, body, what are you doing? Why are you fighting all this? Don't make it such a big issue. It's not. It'll be over by tomorrow. But it wants to rehearse it. It wants to go through it. And so you're really making yourself tense because in your head it still thinks it's real. Even if it's on a small degree, it's still toxic. So the second person to, to catch yourself and say it's like, I'm babbling. Don't be mad at yourself when you're meditating, you're babbling, you just say, thank you for being smart enough to catch me babbling. God dang, you caught me again, didn't you? Wow. It doesn't matter. It's, that's self-awareness. That's how it begins. Any questions?
0: Thanks. Uh, can you give an example of you looking at yourself in the third person? You just gave an example of you looking at yourself in the second person.
1: Yep. Third person's really hard. Third person is your causal. Third person is like the truest true you. It's like the second person's like, you know, like I feel really spiritual. I'm aware of things. I'm in and the now and you you feel good. It's a good place. It's a wonderful place. It's it's that level of you're really you're really like the adult to the child in you that you, you go, this is bad behavior, you know better, and you realize you're saying this to you, okay? The third person state, or the third state, because it's not really a person, comes in, and the second state person feels really retarded to that one, okay? But to define that, you're, you're moving to a level that it becomes much harder to move in your head to understand it. Your, your mind wants to fabricate a, a human persona, or what we call in this day and age a, uh, what do you call when you make a, a character on a computer? An uh, avatar. An avatar, okay? So these are great words that we can relate to now, okay? We have the built up knowledge to, to say this is a model of this idea. So you want to create an avatar, just like the second person. All of you guys are seeing it as something like you, but it's a better you, but it's you. You know what I'm saying? So Immediately you just do this. So, the third one, you're trying to create an avatar, and the fact that if you do create an idea of what that looks like, you've already failed. Because you're really then in the second or the first state telling yourself you're in the third state. So, it's a it's a B-I-T-C-H, okay? So, this is where you want for nothing. This is where you detach from everything. This is where you let go of everything. This is where all of your work comes to a pinnacle moment and it's therefore I am. So to, to say to you, let me give you a model of what that is. There is no model of it because it's really oneness with the universe. You finally are identifying without identifying that you are simply a cell on the arm of God. That you finally have attained completeness. Completeness wasn't about you going out and finding a part. It was going into yourself and becoming the part. Somebody write that down. Yeah, so in, in 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 essence, I would say don't look for it, because everything that you're using to look for it is exactly the wrong tools for the job. By not having any, by wanting for nothing. This is the thing, when I say people want for nothing, gain everything, a lot of people sit there and say, what the hell is he saying, is he, are we paid for that, did we really pay for that? Okay, <laughs> I mean really, if you think about it. So, By wanting for nothing, it's the simplest thing that I can say to prevent you from using your brain, your ideals and values of a human being, the things that you've learned in your human life, everything that you use to function that you would use for a tool in there is really only applicable here. So why would you use it in there? The second that you do, you've set rules of limitations because it's so beyond all that. It's like saying, no, you have to go by these rules. This is what I'm going to use to, to knock you in the head. Really? Where's my headache? Go ahead, do it, do it, do it. Come on. You know, you're like, <laughs> somewhere. Okay. So the, the thing is to empty, okay, your mind, empty your consciousness. This is what they refer to as going through a death. If, you, if you're not afraid to let go of your life, if you're, if you're afraid to let go of your life, then you really can't find yourself, the real you. Because when one thinks about taking all these parts, and this is, again, a unique way for me to present it differently to you, okay? The old school way would be, well, just let yourself die. Believe you're dying. Do some, you know, heavy-duty thing of ayahuasca. And, you know, don't worry. The insects will eat you. It's okay. You know, ah! Um by, by dying, you don't really die. You live, it's really living more than you've ever lived in your entire life. Because if you think about it, what's dying? Everything that's, that's flesh, everything that's the constant. So in the second person, you are what's left. So when you're in this state of, of detachment, this spiritual state, because it's very much a spiritual state, that's when you self-acknowledge that you're there, when you know you're there, okay? But that's when the third state comes in. It's the part of you that sees that you've done very well. It's the part of you that says to you what we always want to hear from our mentors or our parents I'm so very proud of you. You are so beautiful, so wonderful, so perfect. I could not be happy, more happier than I am now. And it's true, you know, you know, it's truth. There's something. That we are looking for that's from God, the same way we organically or in the first state look for our, our peers or our mentors or our parents. That third state you realize is you, but it's not you. It's, it's like it's made from the fabric of God, okay, that's coexisting with you. It's like this hybrid portion of you. The same way, same thing, macro, micro, that your arm is you, but it's not you. So it's this part that you recognize that, that is part of God, but it's also you. It's it's like God acknowledging itself. Like, you, we are one thing. I think most people, when they think their higher self, they're somewhere in between their organic self operating and their, their second self. It's kind of like this intermediate. I don't think that they've really done true self-awareness. Like, a lot of people will have these self-help groups and stuff, and you know, empower your mind, and think positive, and da-da-da, see yourself this way, or that way. I don't think they've really torn it torn it down. Do you see what I'm saying? Because they're still identifying with the organic self that that's where your happiness is. And this is why people go on forever in these self-help things. They just jump from one to the other because they never really get fixed. The only real fixing <clears throat> is to go in yourself and to dig deep and to have the discoveries of what you find there and finding a way to let it have its place in you.
0: You were talking about uh, muscle testing, Yep. and um, you said it was a bunch of...
1: Well, yes and no. It depends, okay?
0: So, how is it? How is it where is it valid? Where is it invalid? All
1: right, this is where I'm going to get myself in a lot of trouble, huh? People hate it when I argue some of their beliefs, okay? Mm-hmm. Look, with muscle testing, um, in blindside studies and such like that, you can give somebody a chunk of wood and tell them it's something that it's not. And as long as that thought believes that's what it is, then all of a sudden it gets harder, okay? If in their mind they think it's something other, then it gets soft. It's, it's, it's really your mind, okay? You think that by holding it, somehow you're, you're like a little an, analyst, like energy is gonna dictate what the substance is, whether you need it in your body, okay? Where my argument is, your mind knows. Your mind can do in a simulation, do you understand? You don't necessarily need to have that crystal or this thing or need you know, even vitamins you take, okay? Unless it's truly mineral-based, magnetic pill, uh, you know, and works with enzymes in your stomach, which are living organisms, you feed them, you don't say, here's the or you can't it doesn't work that way. You give something that's gonna cultivate a certain organism in your body. What they poop is actually what gives us energy and minerals and stuff, okay? So you feed them the right stuff and they make an accelerated amount of something, okay? That's my approach in that. Most vitamins we know don't have an effect. If it's not from a living thing, okay, where it's electrons attached to its molecular structure that we can go, the body goes, oh, we know what it is. We can see it. It's like a little lamp in dark, okay? It goes, snack it, okay? If there's no little light on it, it's just, it's just going to go through the processing plant, Okay, it's going to get burnt and chewed by the acid. It's going to go emulsified, but it's not going to recognize it as a an, as an electrical living thing to to transform into other parts. Okay, so muscle testing, we, we get these things, and this is more psychological. You're deciding, but in truth, you might. That when I say it's it's true and not true, okay, it's to say that you do know what you need. The same way a mother who's uh, pregnant will have a, a need for certain foods. And they're like, I never wanted pickles my whole life, I hate them. But there's minerals in there, okay, that their body wants. So this organism's saying, this is what you're gonna desire because that's how it communicates it.
0: I drink a jar of pickle juice because I step, tested strong one day, even though I didn't want
1: to. <laughs> <There> you, well, <laughs> so what, what I'm saying is, if, if you put your hand out and you just imagine It's no different, you're not feeling what's in your hand, your body's telling you what's in that hand. So it's really holographically recreating a symbol of whatever that is. Do you see what I'm saying? It may not be identical, but it's the essential structure of that, and it's searching through itself, trying to figure out whether you need that resource or not. Because you're finally listening to yourself, instead of automating, okay? So the muscle testing works in one way because it gives you a model to focus your mind on. What I'm saying is I'm like hardcore, get get rid of that shit. What are you gonna do when you ain't got that shit to muscle test yourself, okay? Go through your mind and just work through it. You'll feel it in your chest. If you sit there and you you just think, you know, tomatoes, you want it or not. No, I hate tomatoes, boy, I don't know, I really want it. When Eric says they were like hot from the sun, it just was so much better than the refrigerator. Like like now it made sense, it's more living. So your 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 chest will know, okay? Or your body will know, because it communicates to that. So to me, the muscles will react the same way. If you just think about it, imagine it in your hand, and they say to you, okay, you have, a, you know, blah, blah, blah in your hand. You know, we're going to see if you need it. And they're, they're pressing, as they're Then you're going to say, okay, you're really strong with that. Oh, you're real weak with this. Real weak with this. Imagine, you're real weak with this. But there's nothing in your hand. You're, you just tell yourself what... The analysis is, you're, it's all in your mind. It's not that it's not real, but your mind can can go through everything. It's already analyzed everything, otherwise you wouldn't be able to identify it. Does that make sense? All right.
0: I've been going along for a time now, thinking that the, the feels like was provided by the third state, but it's not, it's the no. second. Yep. If that's true, what part does the third state play in the one, two, three manifestation if it's the part that it wants for nothing.
1: Because it clears the way for it to manifest. The only thing that can move something that is an obstruction is something that doesn't believe there's an obstruction and doesn't acknowledge it as being an obstruction. We're getting philosophical here. In other words, everything's an illusion. Okay, We are in the matrix, but we're like cars on the highway. There's the 20-mile-per-hour car, there's the 40-mile-per-hour car, and there's the 80-mile-per-hour the car. And you're driving in your 20-mile lane, the car goes, Shoo, and the other one goes, okay? You can't relate to those. So you speed up your car, you're matching 60 miles per hour, you look at the other one, they're driving right by your side, the lady's picking her nose, she doesn't know you're looking, okay? But you can you can see you can literally hand something through the window to them. Now. These are all frequencies. We're all moving in the same state of thought. Therefore, we appear and feel solid, okay? It's just, a, this is a way of looking at it. it. doesn't mean it's exactly so, but it's a, it's a way to. In order to, to literally make the car change color, okay, to, to make it move backwards, to, to bend reality at its most extreme, you have to detach yourself absolutely from everything. Okay, in other words, you have to. You, instead of saying nothing exists, it's it's much harder to do that than to just go in yourself and detach everything like we've been talking about. So you or you're at the second, and you're you're sitting there, and the second now has to dissolve itself in the end. Okay, it needs to just say okay, but you're still a portion of me identifying in a in a human form. So you, you let that go. The third state then has nothing to work with because you've let go of everything. It's just a void nothingness. That void nothingness, what remains is your will. There's a, a will that does it, that's not human-driven. It's not want or desire or whatever. But you've put out one request, an intent, that you need to solve something in the lower levels. And it has the power to take that nothingness and create a canvas of what you want. And when you start to canvas it or mold it from that state without attachment, but the attachment is for somebody else. It's like gifting it to yourself. It's a great way of looking at it. You're, you're using your third comma state. You, you don't care about that. When you buy a gift for a five-year-old, you just want them to be happy. It's not like you're going to play with it and say, you know what, I really don't want you to have it. I want it. You don't grab it back, okay? So you're moving from that place because it's a necessity for that person. You're gifting it to yourself as a manifestation. So the nothingness becomes the canvas that you have to create that situation. You have to see yourself with joy or happiness or whatever it is you're trying to manifest for yourself. You're you're trying to implement that without attaching a a sense of value to it. When you're done, you move into your second self, and that's when you begin to have sensations. Oh, we got the lotto now, or oh, we got the house, or oh, we're happy with our relationship. Oh, like things are transitioning now. So the problem is, is that when we try to manifest from our first or second state, or we're convinced in our first or second state that we are in the third state, okay. As long as you see yourself as a, in any way, shape, or form, humid body shape, anything, okay, you're really fooling yourself. You're still in the second state. It's try, it's the same thing, like the part of you that's shouting out the words in your head, and you're like, no, shut up. It's it's pretending, and it's so like you that you believe it's you. So, when you're in the third state, it's the only place that you have the power to change reality. And it's very hard to do. If it was simple, anybody could do it. If you got a cube, it's going to up your possibilities. Don't be shocked by this, by at least 20% to 30%. Now, that may not seem like an awful lot. That's a massive, okay? So, it's about you surrendering and going through a process, which is work. You can't just like slam it down and say, this is the way it's going to be. It will work to a certain degree. Okay, because in the back of your head, you're allowing it to do what you know it's supposed to do, which really is your third state again. You're detaching with an intent by let, like like set it and forget it, like in the infomercial. Okay, but when you start to think about it too much, okay, like you're like, oh, I, I think it's working. You then start to seed it with ideals of how you think it should be working. Like, maybe it should be happening a little faster, or I didn't see it coming this way, I would prefer it to come that way. And you don't realize, because you're not aware in the second state, that you're actually thinking that. You're just you're just in the do state, the want state, the desire state. So, when I say, say set it and forget it, I say set it up and walk away. In the back of your head, you know what you've done. You've no, and you'd say, I'm gonna come back in three days, or I'll come back in a week. Until then, I'm not gonna complicate it, I'm just gonna know, I put it in this place and we're gonna see how it unfurls. That's gonna be the most powerful objective for it to happen. But if you wanna make it more powerful than that, then you have to really go deep in yourself, let go, let go, let go, and from that place, which is hard to do, because you don't really care about anything here then, okay? You then have to to allow that part of you to gift you whatever it is that you're trying to fix in your life or make in your life, and it it will begin to do that.
0: So how is, What is the experience of
1: the eye in the third state? Then? There isn't. There's nothing organically that you can relate to it, and that's what drives people nuts. The fact that you're trying to figure out what it would feel like is what keeps you here. Mm-hmm. That goes right back to want for nothing. You think you're not want for nothing, but you're wanting to know what that feels like. And that can only feel, based on your experience, to be organic. It's the one thing, because you still think you are this. Otherwise, you wouldn't think that way. By wanting for nothing, you, you accept the fact that, that you've just given up everything. And the fact is that if you exist in some way, shape, or form, there's the second reality that is that I, I think, therefore, I am. So I'm, I'm not flesh, I'm not this, I'm not that. Why do I even have to have a concern of what I am? What you are is you are part of the fabric of God now. Now, how do you fathom that? I say, why waste your time? Isn't it just awesome to just know that that, that's where you're at? What happens then is you really must know your mind enters what is the enlightenment cycle. In other words, you begin to have the ability and you're pushing my mind in there now. Um, Not a bad thing. But what happens is, is that you, you, it's, it's like Akashic records. You want to know something, and your mind just starts to fill with that information, or you think about time, or you think about a person, and you want to know what they're, it's like. It's like flip cards. It just, it just settles like It's like a, a deck of cards, and a person can read that that card number, but it's you pulling it for the issue that they're having. Like it knows. You become like a cell on the arm of God. Well. Every single aspect of your body is aware of every other single aspect of it. If you get an infection on your finger, the whole body is alerted through a communication system. So everything is interconnected. It's just that you're accepting your connectiveness on a completely different level. While you're organic, you don't think of yourself as allisoni. You guys all say the word. We're all one, allisoni. You think about it, but you don't really become it. If you did, you'd really understand the deepest meaning of that and it, everything in your life would change. Me just thinking about it, just 10 seconds ago, less than that, I don't know if you guys felt a slight shift, it happened, okay? That's because it's like gong. My mind went into Alisoni, and you guys felt me. That's what, what you felt, but if you're not self-aware, it's like you weren't sure if you felt something or not. Now you think, oh, he's telling us we're feeling things now. This is, is being aware of your chest center and feeling these things. So. When you move into the third state, you realize that you're everything and everyone. When I was in White Dragon, I tried to explain this, that when people say to me they were reincarnated and they were this or that, you know, I kind of roll the eyes, i got to be nice, okay? But the truth is, every single life of, that has ever existed is really part of you. you, you when somebody says, and this is the, the funny part, they were Mae West or King whatever, blah, 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 everybody here was. No more different than you've you've more than likely breathed in molecules from Buddha, Krishna, and Christ at some point in your life already. Okay, it's it's part of you. We're made of stars. All of the matter of our body. Okay, the, 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 it's just limited by the intellect that can comprehend what is. And at the end, I say, don't worry about whether you can comprehend it or not. Just shut it down by default. It you realize. So. The third state is, is the state of the closest level to God consciousness you can attain. Ultimately, it's where you want to be. But the truth is, I, I don't exist here 24-7. It's a place that I know where to go, and it's a place I go to, but I probably send, spend a fair amount of my time mostly in the second state, rarely in the third state, and too often in the first state. <laughs> So but that's truth. I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I don't want to give this like I'm holy all the time. And, you know, I, I think that these gurus who do that, I just want to smack them and they go, you hit the guru. And I'm like, I'm allowed. OK, so, you know, it's 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 you have to have an, a realistic ideal, not an, an, an imitation of what you see as perfection because you'll never attain it. You'll feel like a failure you got to realize I deal with issues. I get angry. I get mad. i got the same biological crazy system like a, like a woman going through menstruation. I have, like, the male version. I'm like, uh, what's wrong with you? And i got to check in. This is when the second state says, hey, dumbass, have you done a check-in yet? And I'm like, damn it, it caught me, okay? <laughs> I'm in so in trouble now. But, you know, and then I have to do my, my ritual. I have to bring myself down, you know, and this is what it's there for. It's, it's to pull you back in and say, what do you want more? I want this more. Well, then earn it. Oh, it sucks. It's like having to take the trash out. Damn it. So, but you got to do it. You have to do maintenance. Though. Yes, it, I hate it, but it's true. I mean, I told you, God rigged this. It's a big joke, okay? So, in, in essence, the third state is something that is incredibly elusive to understand from any organic perspective. It's, it's, it's like saying, you know, again, assimilation, that is the biggest assimilation if you think about it. Uh, if I was to give you a tough one, I'd say, okay, you can assimilate the, the, the carpet, you can assimilate the chair, you can assimilate all these things, okay? Simulate the sun. And then really taking the size of it. You know, if you put the earth up against the sun, it looks like a little pea moving across a little black pea, which makes me think of a thing that, I don't know if it's been released yet or not, Thomas, but you'll know now when you see it. I actually did a sun with the earth moving by, and I say in there, hey, dumbass, you see that little black speck? Well, you're on it, with six billion other fucking people all saying they want something, okay? And this is how important your shit is. You are the pea on the pea moving across the surface of the sun, and the sun is so big we can't even see it. We just see the molting level of it. That is a very realistic perspective of what God thinks when you're sitting there going, I told you, I thought you were gonna help me out, okay? And you are on this P moving across, and that P, the entire galaxy is another P moving, you know, through, it's, it's, when you see that, you realize how insignificant. But I often say, like, you know, when people say, well, I feel like it doesn't matter, I'm so insignificant. And I'd say, well, tell that to the Rolex that's perfect, that has one tiny little micro spring that pops. Does it shut down the mechanism? Hell yeah. Okay, it's just all a matter of perspective. It's incredibly valuable piece if you really think about it. So, go ahead back there. Uh,
0: hypnosis is a way to kind of bypass any of these
1: um, organic Yes and no. You have to remember that um, every single person has created what I call guardians. These are safety mechanisms in your brain. They're filters. And this is actually something designed once again through evolution in us, okay? We create identities, personas. I talk about this in, in the things that I teach. You know, I you have a personality for hunger. You know, it's like, I'm hungry, we gotta eat. We have another one that is like, I wanna be comfortable. And you're starving, and you, you're you tired, and you wanna sit, but the only thing that's available immediately for the hunger to be solved is sitting on the wood bench at the, the counter. And you're looking over, and you see these big, cushy booths, and cozy, and they're blocking off. Everybody can just get right in there. And the lady says, well, that's going to be 10 minutes or 15 minutes. And you're looking over, or you can have it now. So the hungry you says, Move your ass, we gotta eat. Okay? And the, the comfy says, oh, come on, I really we can wait, we can do it, we can go over there. And they're fighting now. They're fighting, you're all like, oh, but I really want that one." But what if what if they end up sitting longer than they should? This is, these are all personalities that you think are you, but they're identities of you. Okay? So back to your, your question, okay? yes hypnosis will work but it's how skilled the director is okay the director is only going to get you as far as much as they can figure out your game your game is what do you have designed in there there's a a thing that i do in another class i teach people we go through kind of hypnosis and you probably know a lot of you've been around Uh, and i call it the kingdom and we use it for what it should be used for and You create a kingdom, you create walls. You are the king or the queen in the center of that kingdom. You have knights, you have an army, you have all these different things. And so we we build and we design this, but all of them have a psychological purpose that you're trying to orientate in a physical way so you can have a relationship to understand what you're doing. In other words, you're taking control in your mind. Okay, so you you have to create a structure. Just like I said, don't create a structure for your third state because you can't do it. You're gonna limit it. But you can do it for almost everything else. So you you say to yourself, okay, so I've got walls, what are the walls for? The walls are for negative people. It's for negative energy. It's for aggressive people trying to dominate you in a psychological way, and these are my walls. And so when they say or they do something, I'm not gonna be emotionally affected. I know I'm safe within these walls, but I can look out and say, what do you want? All right, take that, okay? (laughs) So, so, you know, joking aside, there's, there's this, this, this wall and this is what's protecting people from siphoning your energy because subconsciously you've given jobs to the hunger eye and the, the comfort eye, but you've created the wall eye, you've created the soldier eyes, you've cre- so you, you're actively designing it rather than being a product of it telling you as a, a living organism what to do to survive. You've upped the ante as an intelligent being. So you're like, well, let's take this to the next stage. Who's guarding the front door from crazy people? Who's, who's keeping me from getting depressed and saying, this is depressing. This is persons bringing you down. you got to be like, hey, I'm, pay attention. As if it can say, you're hungry. And you're like, oh, I'm hungry. Right, right, right. Okay. Then it needs to say, this is danger. This is a bad person. But you're not seeing it. But you've set the job from one of these eyes to identify it. Okay. So you create the kingdom when there's really bad, you send your army out and that army is consciousness if you really were to understand what it was and it's there to combat or to push back people who are trying to dominate you. So you create this whole kingdom and it's a kingdom but it's really psychology, it's really energy, it's really how your your mind moves and you're, you're giving it a secure, stronger way, and you create this massive library, and you're you're going to throw the church out of the kingdom, and you're going to create some kind of spiritual temple in there, and you're like, finally, yes, okay? But you design it, and it, these are eyes, and you put somebody in charge of that, and you say, this is how important you are. You're, you're like my left-hand or right-hand counsel, okay? You get a lot more say than the other eyes that are the ones who got crazy, you know? So when... You have somebody doing hypnosis on you, you want them to have an idea of psychology to some degree. They they need to understand you. Okay? So if you have a kingdom, they should understand your kingdom. And somebody in that kingdom needs to invite them in. But you need to say, I'm gonna, well, knowing me, I'm like, I gotta escort you. Really? You got so many guards? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. But you, this is how, it's, it's how far will you let them into the kingdom? How many layers of walls in? How, where, where is it do you want to allow them? So you want to go into your mind, okay, fine. Well, where, how do you do that in your kingdom? Not a problem. I have a special place built with a giant pool of water. And in that pool of water brings me into deeper places outside of this realm that are still part of me. You dive into it or that person shoves you in, okay? And they say, swim to the bottom. When you get to the bottom, you're gonna come up, do like a little little swoop, okay? You pop up, what do you see? This is where this other part of you brings you, because it knows what you want, there are secret eyes. And the secret eyes, want to help you but they're so subdued by the dominant eyes in life and stress and health and all these things that they, they're not really seen until you find a way to get around them. By going in the pool you're, you're, you're cleansing. You're, you're, these all are representative of things, the symbolism in the psychology of your mind. And so the person who's directing that has to have a good psychological mind if you really want to get to the core stuff is what I'm trying to say. So no two hypnotist are always equal, and you've got to find the right person, and you got to trust them. If you have any trust issues, you're not going to go under deep for them. Your your guardians or your your level of suspicious, the suspicious eye finder. You know, it's like the the uh, uh, the religious, you know, uh, ones that hunt down the witches. You know, you got you one there, suspicious of everybody. They won't let nobody in. Well, then now you got trust issues. I definitely have trust issues, okay? But Because I've been in everybody's head, that's why I'm like, what the hell, <laughs> all right? So, uh, <laughs> so y- yes and no, you, you have to find some, I would say find somebody in HBI that you can kind of trust that does hypnosis, because there's people that are very good here, okay? To work with you to use that system, you, the results will be much more profound. If you go out that system, then they're gonna use their language, which is their technique, okay? And it probably work great. If they're clever enough to find a system that works with everybody, but you still have to have a trust level. And if your left thumb crosses over your right, 10 to 1, you'll do great. If the right thumb crosses over the the left, you're going to be like, "Ah, I've got like 20 layers of security you got to get through. And it's going to be all day.
0: (laughs) If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. When I was young, I recall sitting in the back seat of the family car as we drove somewheres, probably just to get away. I remember seeing the rivets of the back seat, the leather contour, fabric and texture of the floor mat I was small I remember looking upward through the window seeing the reflection of the glass of myself a metal lining along the glass trim I could only see the trees and the sky moving by I thought I could touch it So I did, reaching my hand out the window to touch it. I felt it. I felt the air pushing and moving beneath my hand and the warmth of the sun upon its back. I think it was at that moment I began to awaken, knowing that sometimes when you want to find something, You don't always find it in the way that you think you're going to. You see, my hand, it moved against the wind, pushing, weaving, feeling it, touching it. The sun, warming, soothing, healing. Somewhere in between, I flew. Higher balance. We think outside of the box, a new kind of spirituality, a new kind of meditation, a revolution in consciousness.